0: Welcome and thank you for tuning into Organon, the podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues via data, insights, and change. Have you ever wondered why work weeks are usually 40 hours? Well, in 1890, the government tracked workers' hours and found that manufacturing laborers worked about 100 hours a week. In 1916, Congress passed the Adamson Act, which established an 8-hour workday for railroad workers. And then 10 years later the Ford Motor Company implemented a 5-day 40-hour work week. An amendment to the Fair Labor Standards Act went into effect in October of 1940 which limited the work week to 40 hours which is down which was down from 44 hours when it was first passed in 1938. Fast forwarding to our current day almost 80 years later how's our 40-hour work week going? Does the Fair Labor Standards Act need a little bit more amending? Present today to talk about this from New York City, we have myself, Carl.
1: And Jasmine Latamendi.
0: And recording from Los Angeles, we have... Hey there, Kissy Chap,
1: And
2: Courtney Hirase.
0: Jasmine, take it away.
1: How many of us wish that we had flexible working environments where we still had the opportunity to thrive in our commitments, but still, you know, understand that the traditional working hours now nine to five are not as appealing anymore. Um, I, I firmly believe that, you know, if you work for an organization, it's important to talk to your supervisor to make sure if you need to, some jobs require you to work 40 hours, some 35, depending if you're full-time or some more than 40, but it all depends on the type of the organization that you work for. But it's important for you to stay informed. Um, like For example, if you work for an environment that is union-based, you're you have a contract and you're contracted for 35 hours a week. If you do work more than those 35 hours a week, you're entitled, depending on what classification you are, to either overtime or um, comp time, which is something that, you know, you're, you would work with your employer to approve those hours if you're working more than your contracted hours. Um, some places in the United States, they don't have that. So it's just expected for you to just work 40 hours or more. Um, I've done both. I've worked for private and public um, organizations. And so when I you know, I've worked, there was one time I was working 60 hours a week, um, seven days a week, and I would just get like one day off a week, but I would, I would still um, always be in our work from like seven to like six. And now like I'm in a nine to five. So it's a little different, but every time I, I, I am able to use flexible hours and I still feel that even though there's, there's appealing factors, to the job, there's still something said that a lot of us can now do our jobs, um, in different in remote settings. Um, I know if you work for the federal government, you also get to work telework from home. And so some folks take advantage of that. Some colleagues that I know take advantage of working from home certain of these days. And this also helps alleviate some costs if, if other things, um, for organizations. So I'm still like, I can't say that I have a side that I pick the best, but I'm happy that at least I'm working my 35 hours now. And if I do work more than that, I am eligible for comp time, which is something that I find to be, um, you know, it's very important to have that because if you're dedicating these time so much hours into your job, it's important for your employer to to be able to, to understand that you have rights as well. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to learn from you all to see how your experiences have been working in different sectors and what you've experienced so far. What about, um, Casey, would you want to, would you mind sharing?
3: You're definitely very passionate about this 40 hour week thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. I just know that like, I mean, it's, it's, I've worked out jobs where I worked like 60 hours before a week.
3: Um, I think 40 is just a random number we place. I mean like, I don't know um what studies shows what studies sh- show is that um it's not effective. We're, we we uh, we're more productive with shorter hours and um any more than 20 minutes were were not as effective as, um, um, you know, in general. Do you say more 20 minutes? Well, in, um, OK, and uh, they will mention productivity and like how efficient you were doing a task and anything more than 20 minutes in the study. It showed that, you know, our productive t- productivity decline, like our concentration. It, it, we can't concentrate for nine a whole hour, eight whole hours and be productive. It our efficiency goes down. In fact, there are some studies to show that three hours a week is actually much more productive than eight hours.
0: so you're suggesting having a three hour work day?
3: I think we should we consider the way we think about work. And we're starting to do that now with millennials going into the office and you know work remotely, um, telecom telecommuting or um, you know flexible work hour. It's because the idea is like, um work catered to the way we – each of us work differently, right? So the way we, we think process, we should maximize our efficiency rather than putting in the time. Because uh, also the studies that you guys were talking about, it was related to manual labor. Now we're grading to an information technology, like mental um, labor, which is completely different
0: just my thoughts what do you guys think i mean i I think it could Mm. go in in multiple multiple directions because i mean i do think that we have to reconsider what the what full time means especially since it's been over 80 years right because back in the in the 30s and 40s when they were considering how many hours should be Full time, they were thinking in the context of the current labor situation where a lot of the jobs were like manufacturing or, you know, the railroads, uh, maybe engineering, things like that. But now that we've transitioned onto the age of information, you know, we need to kind of reevaluate where the workforce currently is. And then also, um, factor in whether or not it's about, it's all about productivity. To begin with, Um, because for some positions, it might not um, producing more might not necessarily equate to higher quality or um, or having more value, but actually um, looking at quality in itself. Right. Like, for example, if you if you're a, a therapist and you can see, you know, if you work in eight hours Let's say you have a one hour lunch break. You can see seven seven patients per day and you can give them like your undivided attention and make sure that that you have like seven really good um, sessions or you can increase your productivity, quote unquote, and see um, six people an hour. But what kind of quality sessions are you going to have? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like. Um, like a seesaw between quantity and, and quality for certain positions. And there are, might also be others that are driven by um, whatever the current demand is. So like um, like phone operators, for example, customer service, um, things like that that don't really have like um, clear daily goals or something like that. But it's interesting.
3: Oh, actually, I want to reference this cool study done in the UK uh, about two years ago. They looked about two thousand office workers, and they found that on a course of eight-hour workday, the average employee worked for about three hours. Um, and what they said was, the rest of the time was spent on um, reading on the news, browsing social media, eating food, socializing, non-working topics, talking, taking cigarettes breaks searching for new jobs and just altogether not work related topic
0: searching for other jobs <laughs>
3: yes no. i mean like i'm meaningless like oh that's me 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 <laughs> that's <No>. you <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know but, if you want to say that okay
3: <laughs> i mean like you know like eating food and socializing i do that a lot but, but we all do because we're in an environment where we always look at other people that's nature that's like that's who we are we're social creatures you know you can't put someone in a box in like a cubicle and say, work for eight hours and make things something happen because maybe you're more effective when you take breaks and you're like you need mental stimulation or walk. I find that I if I go outside walk, walk, my depression decline, I can focus more and like I feel more rejuvenated. So does, and, the,
0: does the employee have to, well, does the employer have to adapt to the uniqueness of the employees or is it the other way around? Does the employee need to adapt to the work setting? According, I'll keep you
2: that. I think it's the employee adapts to the work setting, but I think it's up to the workplace to allow it to be flexible so the employee can discover what works best for them. I kind of, my team thinks I have. I tell them to come in at nine every single day. I think they're realizing that it's not really like a hard start date or start time. I'm more about output. As long as you finish your work, you can do whatever you want. Um, because I feel like that's the most effective, anyways. And everyone works more than 40 hours, so I don't, I'm not a stickler for anything. If you want to work from home, you can work from home. So I think now where everything is so instant, everything, work is part of your daily life. There's not really a thing called work-life balance. Everything is kind of just all integrated now. But that's so that's just how my philosophy of just how time works. Because there's always more work to go around. There's never like too little.
0: Right. And I think that that philosophy works pretty well, I think, for me too. Um, because I did have an employer a while ago where... The the job, the work that I did was very um, project based, so I knew that I had one report, for example, to produce during the week. And if I used my current skills um, and energy to produce that report, I could spread it out over a week. Or if I really wanted to push myself, I could learn a quicker way of doing it and a more efficient way of doing it, which would involve like learning. A um, different like you know um, maybe code or a different like statistical approach to get it to get it done a, a lot quicker and if I put if I knew that if I made the effort to learn different techniques that I can um, you know get the report done in three days instead of five and then I could do like what you said Courtney whatever I want with the rest of the time since I was already done with the report
2: because I feel like that whatever you want time is like the best time for you to show like your worth in terms of development and how you're an independent slash creative thinker out of the day to day. Because those are the people that ultimately get re- like rewarded, the people with kind of like the imagination and the thought and the creativity to make things better.
0: Mm-hmm. And going back to Casey's point about us being like social creatures and we want to socialize with our colleagues and whatnot. So do you think that by employers allowing employees to work from home, that they're kind of mitigating those barriers to productivity and expecting employees to just work for the whole day?
2: Uh, I feel like work from home policies you anticipate, so i not to be always on stuff like always online but I still expect them to finish. So what I normally do is I let my employees work and do whatever they want, and at the end of the day, if they finish everything, they won't say anything. But if they don't finish what they were supposed to that day, then the next day is not too fun for them, is, is my take on it. I won't bother you if you get your work done. But if you don't get your work done, then we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So have you, have you ever come across any studies, uh, Casey, that – that have i'm sure there are studies out there um that have discussed like what the ideal work week should be because i know in some in some countries the the work week is like 30 35 or something like that it's
3: i think the research kind of mixed with that because um you know in other countries we don't have they don't have the eight hour 40 hour week work week there's a lot more fluid um there actually there's one study in Sweden where um between January two thousand fifteen and january seventeen, um they decided like eighty group retirement home workers to look at um to work the exact schedule, like uh, nine to five. Oh, um I'm sorry, I'm looking at the study. Um uh hold on. it, it wasn't I gotta read a little bit more about the study. But essentially, what they found was, um, like, the same correlation. Less work, more happy. And less work hour, much more, um, like, satisfaction. A lot of happy work environment. People were more productive. uh, In this study, they had people work five to six hours a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think it's the nature of work and... um, I don't know, as a professional, like, I'm, I'm starting to really prioritize, I know this is so many of us, but the idea that work is, doesn't define me, that when I'm in the office, I do what I need to be done, you know, like, get the project done, but I don't want to have things that, you know, worry that when I get home, that I didn't finish it, or concern that, you know, like, I need to do something else, like, I want to, I want to have a healthy mentality of knowing, you know, work is what I need to do, but this is who I am.
0: Mm-hmm. it's so interesting that you say um, work does not define me and I think a lot of people would would also say the same thing yet still when you meet somebody for the first time the one of the first three questions that you're going to ask get, that you're going to get asked aside from where are you from what's your name is going to be what do you do mm-hmm. so I think like we kind of have identified that as something that makes up the who we are but we still say that work doesn't define us
2: i feel like it's an easy question because you know everyone needs to do something to live (laughs) so i I think it's more of a conversation starter but i do think it is a judging question i think i read an article about it like that what do you do for a living is actually like a prying question because what if you're unemployed or something like that then it automatically kind of lends the permission for someone to judge you which is unfortunate but I feel like you can't stop a whole society from asking you, what do you do?
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Even when dating, that's the first thing, like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And I hate that question. And, like, I've always had, like, creative answers. But in the end, you know, I sometimes ask that, too. um, Because it's good for matching. You know, like, if you are interested in someone, you want to know that they're in the same kind of emotional or intelligent quotient as you are. I mean, it's a, not the best way to, That's um, not always true, but it's always like, you know, like people who have, the. Uh, I'm going to burn myself saying that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, when you ask somebody that question, you have to be very careful because I never really, I never really ask the questions. I never really ask people or um, anything political, anything like if, why are they married or not married? You know or why are they single like all those or you don't even go like, to them you're like
3: why are you single no you
1: know I, no I don't ask them like that or or even, like I just feel like those are like very personal questions what I do is I just ask like open-ended questions like oh what brings you here how do you know this person um, and then just by asking those open-ended questions it you know people share with you information that you don't even need to ask. So it's more of like if they want to share that in in how they're, you know, talking, introducing themselves, then that's fine. But I'm not going to like be asking them like, what do they do or find out like all these things about them? If they're a trust fund child or something. <laughs> I mean, like that does not matter. I think what matters is just having a conversation with a person and just even asking them like, oh, how's it going? Like, how do you know this person? And from there, um, that's how I was able to find out things about uh, my cousin got married like a couple weeks ago and there was a lot of people that I didn't know but I just went up to them and I just introduced myself like oh I am the groom's cousin my name is Jasmine how are you I just said oh we live here in New York we're here visiting in North Carolina and then just talking to people small talk and then people like were just telling me like oh yeah they where they live um that's somebody like that what they do and I didn't even have to ask them so I just feel like you know, there's ways to find out that information if you really need to know. But people would generally, like, open up and share that with you.
2: Jasmine's a secret agent. She's just good at getting information out of people.
1: <laughs> just talking to people. I think that's that's the main thing. And, and something that I've learned, too, just to ask people, like, how are they doing? You know, I feel like, especially at work, like, a lot of colleagues, like, they're walking around and they look upset. Or not upset, maybe happy or, you know, they're having a stressful day or they ha- or they just, you know, got a promotion or something. So it's always like, how are you doing? And people are like, oh, thanks for asking. We're actually doing very well. Or sometimes they'll share like their, you know, their fears or something that's going on in their life without you even like thinking about it. You're like, oh, you know, it just it helps you like reflect too on like how you feel that you're stressed. But then there's other people in other situations that also have it harder And it's even harder for them to like even leave the office because like they also have other things that are pressing.
3: I think going, um, yeah, like the question with work. It seems like for on a general point, most studies have shown that less work is more effective in productivity. And I think, um, and I think it's. A slow shift that we're going through and it's a good thing because we're redefining what productivity is delivering a project or getting something creative done I know a lot of my friends in the creative circles they um, they don't work the nine to five work week for them it doesn't work like they work at really weird odd hours because they're because that for some like at night creativity peaks for them other people they wait until you know afternoon so um, but they get the work done and, you know, things are effective and they like it. And I think work should be like that.
2: Yeah, but I think it's like the rate of productivity per hour versus like the number of products done. I feel like if we cut my team, for example's hours down to three hours, we would get one thing done a day. And that because that incorporates like processing time and like communication out to people and things like that. Where it just wouldn't be a successful business. Like, yeah, maybe people get slower throughout the day, but I think that's okay. But there still needs to be a longer range of time to finish everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Or I know that's less.
3: So thinking, right? Just three mm-hmm. hours a week.
1: Yeah, can more wishful thinking, <laughs> or yeah. we can hire so three... different people and people get
2: paid different, and everyone gets part time. Like, I'm okay with that as long as the work is done. Mm-hmm. But people like benefits. <laughs>
1: And the thing is, too, is, like, you have that consistency with a person that's expertise is in certain things. When you have all these different, you know, part-time employees, like, they're not going to bring that expertise and that skill set that you have in that consistency with, like, certain individuals that you have that with. And that's part of, like, assessing that job satisfaction, like, being able – if you need to – be more flexible with your, with, with your hours, like asking for that to your supervisor is important. and something that you can negotiate if, if that's something that you really value and you help um, explain like how that's going to make you even more productive and, and all these different things. Um, some employers are really open to that, mm-hmm. especially because people are looking at like more mod like what's a more modern workday. Um, even because like institutions, like, Like now you could do high school, elementary school, all online. So there's like teachers that teach online, um, you know, K-12 and the students are at home with their parents, but they still have some sort of schedule and everything is, you know, done remotely. So it's interesting to see, um, you know, like the future of what that could entail in, in, in the next 50 to 100 years of the workplace, yeah, I you think know, a lot like, of like, uh,
3: two points. Sorry, I'm going to forget. The first point is to Courtney, actually the studies I referenced earlier, the Sweden study, they did say that cost was the downside to having a, like a short work week. And for them, it was a five, six hour work day. So that's your point, correct? I think, um, maybe I think the eight hour work week should be a guideline, like what, um, agreeing with Jasmine was saying, rather like saying something like, here's a guideline you can work. But, you know, you choose your time, you do how you, you do you, and just get this product done. And I think that's what should be, you know, not forced on us to say, okay, from nine to 5 you we're going to stay here, you're going to sit in this chair, you're going to do work. Because um, it's just, it's, you know, like, that's what I mean. I think in, in the three hours sporadically place, it's not for the first three hours you work, and then you're like, okay, I'm done. It's more like, collectively in terms of productivity is probably what they say, what the study is saying is, is three hours of really efficient work and everything else is just uh, stuff that you need to do to recuperate.
2: That makes sense. I think using the eight hours helps from like a task management perspective. So when clients are just shoving things down, I'm like, okay, well, we can do this this day. And then you set different timelines based on the 40 hour work weeks. It mm-hmm. doesn't always work out like that, but at least it sets expectations for like, hey, you're only going to pay us for this much. So we're not going to do more than that because I'm not going to work for free. Yeah. Um, but it helps that set expectations and like, make yeah. sure that, you know, yeah. Overall is okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for some employees, they, they would still take work home anyway, or work on the weekends. Just like, you know, there's some people who are, and I'm not talking about like the, the stressed out employees that are trying to get something done and work through lunch but there's some people who would just prefer to work through lunch you know or just like stuff a sandwich down their throat real quickly and then just continue working um, and some people would genuinely just don't have a an issue with that um so i think even if if we did have shorter a shorter work week for example like let's say a study's done and they amend this law and they bring down the 40 hour work week down to 30 Um, there's still people who would work more than 30 hours anyway. So,
3: Carl, Mr. Workaholic, what do you think about that? About what? About, like, working from home or, like, taking, working on the weekend, skipping lunch, kind of, like, be productive, get things done. Like, do you think that, like, because I know, like, you're a very productive person. You have, like, you always, like, so all the years I know you and Jasmine, you guys like prioritize your life with like in two hours we're gonna do this, then we'll do that, and we'll get this paper done, and then we're gonna go hiking, and then we're gonna have fun for two hours, and then we'll go to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs>
0: um I mean I don't know. I think it's just based on the, the personality of the person too. You know what I mean? Like some people some people in work are like itching for social activity and they're like oh it's friday it's five o'clock bye i gotta go because we're gonna go to happy hour and then you know they're just like glad that the week's over and they leave that all behind but then there's also other people who are committed to like i don't know like scientific endeavors for example or they're into research and their um studies will produce some knowledge that will be beneficial or that'll make them famous or something like that like you know I think some people might opt to forego the the social side in order to advance their professional side. Mm. So what what would be like? So now, now that we've had this conversation about you know the work week and whatnot, like what if you could modify? your work week or like thinking down into the future like if you if you could design your own work week um and like lunch break and what days during the week you work what what would that work week look like for you to you who anybody
2: Mm, For me, it would look the same Because I come in when I want And I leave when I want But I like to work early Like a boss I like my office I think work is all about perception If you really hate being there Then you shouldn't be there Like, you spend a majority of your life at work And if you're miserable I think a lot of it Your manager can do take you 80% of the way to give you the opportunity to make you like it but if you don't and you stick with it and you're miserable I think there's a lot of self-accountability on that and it depends how you look at your day that's just my opinion on things because ultimately you can literally walk out of the office and never come back if you wanted to like Mm -hmm. it's an option it's just people don't have enough like courage or guts or balls or whatever to like just go out and get what they want and I feel like that's that's a human thing and that's something that you as a person should identify and if you should always be content or at least in a positive direction of what you're doing like yeah bad things happen but you shouldn't be like okay I've been here I was at work till 10 yesterday today I'm gonna work until 3 because I got all my work done like stuff like that you just have to be accountable and I think the accountability helps a lot regardless of hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So courage guts and balls. Uh, uh, uh. make sure you have that
2: (laughs) it was an or i don't know like i feel like you (laughs) gotta stand up for yourself you don't stand up for yourself that's why these laws had to be instituted because people couldn't stand up for themselves and ask for more money or ask for less hours so the government had to come in and kind of establish these guidelines so people wouldn't get taken advantage of because people have crowd mentality they're scared to stand out and it just ends up being a poor situation yep
1: makes Mm -hmm. sense Especially because people are also afraid that once they ask for something like that, you know, you're, it's going to be like, oh, well, this person's asking for this, like, how dare they or whatever. So you really just need to have an argument of like what you really want and how, how you need it to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I just, I feel that it's different. Like, for example, if you're moving into, you're right now in like a mid, mid manager position and you're moving, if you want to move up into like more of a senior leadership role, like a um, a chief operating officer or anything like that. Depending on your industry, you it's going to be expected that you work thirty five hours or more. Like that's that that's not. <laughs> that's just the nitty gritty of being an executive and moving on with you know more when you add more responsibilities to your plate. So I feel that if that's the route that folks want to go, then. You, You have to be comfortable with that because you're not you're not going to have you know your your yes you'll have an assistant that manages your calendar but you're responsible I would say that like 50% of your time is going to be in meetings or talking to people and building conversations but then you're still going to have to factor in that admin time or like that research time that you're doing on a product or a service that you're providing to a client um, or a program that you're bringing into an organization and that all takes time. So I feel like it is, you know, if you're moving towards that route, you really have to think about how you're going to integrate all that. Um, because as Courtney was saying, it's not work-life balance anymore. It's like work-life integration. So if you are going to move up higher and thinking more responsibilities, um, you just, you have to be okay with that, with that workload. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, HR will like let you know, like you're an executive and some positions will tell you you're at the will of, the president of the company, or the board of directors of that company. So that basically means that at any point, if you're at, if you're in one of those positions, like, you know, if you're not producing, then for them, they're going to be like, we want results, we want actions, like, that's why we hired you, because you brought the certain expertise. So I just think it's, it's a, it's a more high demand position that I think it takes several years of somebody being a mid, mid-level manager to then move up to, to one of those senior positions and be able to juggle all that because that can be overwhelming for folks and especially if they don't wanna work more than a certain amount allotted hours because some jobs will tell you that that's ex- that would be like expected, some weekends or evenings um, would be expected. And I feel like um, I've had friends that are professors as well and so they you know they work, they teach their classes and then they have papers to grade So essentially, they take home work with them, um, even though like they say that they only work a certain amount of hours during the week. um, And even that's so it's still like there's no happy ending. I just feel like you have to be okay with the work that you're doing and you have to if you have to enjoy it and you have to have a purpose and a passion for it, because if you're not going to thrive in it then it's kind of like reevaluating like what you want to do because a lot of colleagues too, they've gone freelance and for them, they value what Casey was saying, working the three hours a day and then having time to do their own thing. And, you know, um, I know some, some moms or parents and dads too, that they teach online and they they're at home with their kids and they balance those different they still work but they they balance all that differently so I think it's just prioritizing at the life stage that you are like what you feel is going to be more valuable and then again making sure that you have financial independence that that's a very important thing because many of us now have higher education degrees and now we're we we owe money back and you know, different things. So how are you managing all those other responsibilities where you have to pay back and you you have to pay rent and you have to pay a mortgage or whatnot. Um, and so these are all different things that you have to juggle with and think about how are you going to make the most money or making investment in decisions in, in thinking about entrepreneurship, but then how committed you have to be to doing that as well. Because some of those um, stories that I've read about entrepreneurs, they used to put in 15 hours a day um, when they first started for the first couple of years until they finally got their big break and now they're, um, making the revenue that they wanted to, but they didn't, ha- they weren't putting in these little amount of hours. They had to put in their, their heart and soul into this work to then see results. That's my thoughts.
0: Yeah, I kind of lost, I forgot what your question was, Carla that if you could if you can design your own work week and you know including like when what days of the week to work what hours of the day to work and when to have breaks what Mm -hmm. would that work week look like
3: i'm basing what Courtney and um jasmine were saying i think it really depends on the context of your work environment so like i guess for me it would be just me personally i would get up at 11 go to work and then, you know, do my thing and then leave around maybe six or seven. And then if I need more work, I would do some at night. But like I guess in the ultimate the end is about control. Like do I feel like I don't like the nine to five work for me personally because it's for me it's not as effective. Like I, I hate being told what to do. I hate <laughs> like doing it because we all have to do it. I want to like for me work is like i want to have my own kind of creativity and do my own thing Mm -hmm. like i'm one of those people who need to walk a lot or to get up and do things like i can't just sit at a desk for more than 20 minutes without going crazy Mm -hmm. and um like like half the time when i'm working i'm thinking no i need to take a break because i'm a professional and i'm not a robot i'm gonna do this because i need to take a break like that's the that's the like the, the mantra that I to tell myself because it, because, like, I know, I guess in the end, it's, like, knowing you and what works for you. Right. Um, and the interesting thing was, like, two a year or so ago, I, um, I had, like, multiple jobs. I mean, for fun. Because I was teaching, I was consulting, we did this, and then I had a full-time job, and it got so much work, and I was really productive, but in the end, I felt really, really burnt out, like, I started feeling guilty for watching shows on TV because, like, oh, I could be doing this, I could be doing that. This year, it's complete opposite. I I don't teach anymore, I don't consult. and am doing the weekend and weeknights. I just make a point of just watching TV and just sitting down or like chatting with a friend, and just I I keep noticing like, wow, I am so happy. <laughs> I am like rest is good, you know. There's a reason why God rest on the seventh day, so. We need to rest, too. So, like, for me now, when I think of work, it's more of in terms of, like, resting. Like, what is it the body needs mentally and and physically and emotionally?
0: Right. I also think that the 9 to 5 doesn't work for for lots of other people, too. Like, um, especially just reflecting on on previous um, employments, too that for example the the school schedule when you have kids it's not 9 to 5 so a lot of times Ooh, yeah a lot yeah. of times it's um it's always a hassle for parents that have school age children to coordinate like drop off and pick up and they're like oh we need to find it after school and then it ends up being more money so i think for a lot of mm-hmm. parents they they would probably and uh you know i'm not a parent yet but Um, I think that some parents would opt to take like a a reduction of salary to even to to work certain hours just to make sure that they're with their kids as much as possible. Um, so like maybe working from like 7 to 2 or you know, or like 7 30 to 1 30 for like a one-seventh reduction of base salary or something like that. And I think that should be accept acceptable too. And then there's also some people who have like chronic illnesses, for example, that need to go to the doctor a lot. Who might prefer to work a little later in the day to go see their doctor more often during the day, as opposed to using their sick time all the time? Um, so I think, um, and and you know, the 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 entire in, the entire industry is based on the nine to five too. So like, if you go to to a, a physician's office, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be open nine to five also. Or if you have to run errands, drop mm-hmm. off something at the post office, that's all. That's probably going to be. You know, nine to five also, so I have a question. Mm. Yes.
3: When you are not working, I know that we're always working. But let's say you take an extra thirty minute lunch break, let's say you um browse the internet, you know, all the stuff that other people do, but I'm sure we don't do. Um do you ever feel a sense of guilt?
2: No, because I work like sixty hour work weeks, so not at all.
3: I'm like Courtney. You're like suck it because I already put my labor in. I'm gonna do this. So, so according we, to
2: the 40 hour work week, I already gave you 20 free hours, so I can take 15 minutes to check my Facebook. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Courtney? Go.
1: Um, for me, we use we use social media work a lot. So because that's cheek how we cheek. communicate. Yeah. <laughs> so we we always. I mean, it's it's part if it's it's part of our communications plan um youtube we use blackboard twitter whatnot like you name it like we use it all we even do live streaming for a lot of like um programs that we do as well
3: no i don't mean like just social media i mean like doing things that are not work related
1: no i mean i i have taken time to like yeah, just I, I want a social media break. So I just use my phone and I log into um, social media for a bit for like five or 10 minutes. And then I go back to work because you need a little like mental break. Or sometimes I go for like a walk and I just sometimes I don't want to look at a screen. I just need to walk around if the weather is nice and just get a or call somebody and talk to somebody. Because sometimes you're just like on your computer for a while and you're like, I don't you need to just disconnect.
0: Mm. what would you call i would feel guilty especially if um there are lots of meetings scheduled throughout throughout the day because i if you're looking at at a at a um like an eight hour work week for for example or an eight hour work day rather 40 hour or 35 hour work week having a one hour meeting can account for like a 16th of a day and to me, there's a lot that at least the way that I work and my work ethic, um, I I like putting my headphones on and just blasting classical music or deep house and then just getting things done. So uh, in terms of opportunity cost, if there is any minute that I um, am not doing anything or like accomplishing a goal, I feel I feel bad anyway. So. For me, I, I'm, I'm the type of person, though, that I do like taking the walks. I don't like um, hopping from one screen to another screen. So for me, going from doing work to then checking my social media, that to me, that's not like a mental break. Sometimes it might even stress me out even more to, like, you know, check up on my social media because there's so much going on and stuff. I just rather, you know, l- look at the world around me as opposed to looking at another screen.
2: I do want to clarify one thing. If you're checking your stuff for the brain breaks, I think that's all fine and dandy. But if you're here late because a lot of that required you to stay late because you weren't working during like the hours you should be working, then you should not be complaining. Mm-hmm. That's my only caveat. So I do don't you, like people. What do you think started? about
0: work environments that block all of those things? So, like for example, that block social media.
2: I think it's, like, I would say that's probably not the best, because I feel like everyone does need brain breaks. So I don't care how long you take your brain break, but if you're coming to me and going, hey, I'm working here really late every day, and I'm like, well, every time I look up, you're either on your phone playing game or on something else, I do not feel bad. Figure out your situation, and then they have to leave, because I'm not going to figure out, because essentially I would just say stop slacking off, which Mm. I feel like is not a productive answer. Stop Mm.
0: slacking off.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's a good thing we're colleagues, Courtney.
0: <laughs> Too bad we don't all. Oh well, no, Casey! Shot, shot callers, right? <laughs> you, see, you, get
2: your, you get your work done, so I wouldn't have to talk to you. you I think you're right. Done, you don't the
0: end. Yeah, no, no,
3: I'm, I'm playing with you. I, you're, you're like, you're professional. What you're saying when you get to this level of, of, of like, of, kind of career wise, you have to know how to manage your time and get things done because that's what you you pay for and obviously duh you know um, um, yeah I, I think the reason why I asked that question was when I first um, the over the past year I guess everything's happened over the past year it's I started no- noticing my behavior and intention and I always felt guilty when I take a little bit like a 20 minute walk or like do something a little bit more. Or, like, yesterday I had this conversation with a coworker. like, let's get this cute coffee place that's about 20 minutes to walk away. And she's like, no, 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 that that's kind of like, we just started in the morning, you know, our boss might need us, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, girl, we are not robots. <laughs> We're not slaves. We're human beings. We need coffee. Come get coffee with me. It's okay. <laughs> we can take a break.
0: Humans need so, coffee.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, that's how I was thinking it was. It's. I think in the end, even when we say it's okay to take those breaks to do those like social media thing, I feel like most of us have that that, that slight guilt feeling about it because when we're not working, we're slacking off. Like the idea.
2: Mm-hmm. That's why companies can do unlimited vacation because no one really takes their vacation. Yes, and then all
3: to pay for for, for the vacation.
2: Mm-mm.
3: Yeah, yeah, and like the sick. Yeah, the same thing with the sick hours. You know, like people, like, oh, what if they think I'm like abusing it? Um,
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're now at the 45 minute mark. Do you guys want to move on to the bottom line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You want to rock, paper, scissor it, or does somebody want to take it? uh
3: uh-uh. Let's rock, paper, scissors. it.
0: All right. Lucky. Let's see. So, ready? Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. Oh, Casey gets it, because we, Uh, uh, Courtney, Jazz, and I had paper.
3: Oh, you guys tricked on me. We always start with scissors. Remember? Scissors, scissors, scissors.
1: (laughs) It changes.
3: (laughs) Um. Oh, okay. So, hypothetical situation. Um, Let's just say that 10 years from now, or like two, three years from now, you become a parent, and your kid goes into work, you know, for the first time. I mean, like 20 years from now. When you have I was like
2: wow work. I have a really resilient kid working at 10 proud
3: <laughs> <Fine. laughs> that's the Courtney jeans right there <laughs> um, okay let's say what in the future you have kids and they're starting you know they're starting the first professional job what would be your advice for them in terms of work life balance like what will you give them that you find useful for you?
0: who gets it uh you um well some advice that i would i guess the best advice i could give is to wake up really early in the morning i mean it it seems like not not the best advice or, or like i would come up with something more intricate but I think that waking up early in the morning and just being in the habit of waking up five, five thirty 30 has um, allowed me to never rush. And I think rushing is, is bad. Like the dead anxiety that you feel when you're rushing someplace, like, Oh my God, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I never experienced that ever because I've always made it a habit to be somewhere early. Or like if I have a job interview, and I've never been to this place before. I'll go there the evening before driving, and and I'll drive by to see what it looks like, so I know what to expect, where to park. Um, you know, just being early, I think, is is the best advice that I would give. Hmm. Wow. Okay.
3: And I, I never thought that way before. That's pretty cool. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Casey um,
2: likes eleven. Casey's advice is work late stay late
3: you're the time you're
2: time. the midnight oil type of person <laughs> raises I
3: <Yes>. am <Damn. laughs> um but I do notice that as I'm not getting older I do get it up early now like for me eight o'clock is early
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's super early um what about you Courtney
2: um, mine would be find a goal, absorb as much information as you can, right now you're young enough where you should be absorbing everything, mm. and it's all about what you can get out of it and question authority if you feel like it's wrong or if you feel like you don't understand something because it'll only make you grow faster and then the faster you grow, then the more time you'll have to play and you'll have income later in your life
3: <laughs> mm. cool, what were you uh, Jasmine?
1: I think you just have to prioritize like your long-term goals and your short-term goals. And then if you have short-term goals, those are ones that are more tangible and you can focus on those. So then that way you can plan out, okay, your long-term goals are those five-year goals or 10-year goals. And you can map those out, like how, what action are you going to do to hold yourself accountable? And then you can think about how, um who do you need to make this happen, right? Because it's like, if you're going to do it, any goals require, like, you need a community to help in certain sense, or you need to talk to certain people. And then you also need to have a plan, like, what, if you don't have the outcome that you wanted with your short-term goals, how are you going to adjust? So mine's is more of like a systems way of thinking that you, you kind of have to, you You really do, like if you if you want if you if you want a certain outcome, you have to be part of the design to make sure that the outcome is the way that that you wanted it to be. And if it's and if you did everything that you could to you know make sure that your outcome was something of what you wanted, then that's great because sometimes you have to be okay with things not always working out how you wanted them to be because that's what our that's what we we have these learning experiences from.
3: Hmm. Interesting. I, I think for me, um, <laughs> my advice would be the name of the song. I'm going to read you the lyrics, okay? Because it's super amazingly powerful. Listen to your heart when he's calling for you. Listen to your heart. There's nothing else to do. I don't know where you're going and I don't know why, but listen to your heart. <laughs> I think that would be my advice. Like, uh for me I would for uh, I would give my, my kid is make a lot of mistakes, fail a lot, jump into the unknown and like use your emotion use your um your like use your vulnerability to know when is too much and when is not enough, you know? Like yeah, like you like like what, what Courtney says, like if you wanna like tell your boss you're wrong, try it. Because you, because if you get fired, then you know in the future not to do that. or you know like or you know you know what you want you don't want. or like a lot of times we're stuck in a company that we don't like and people don't do much about it. They just complain. And it's better to fail and make huge errors and then move on and learn from it than just just waste our entire life not doing anything
0: mm-hmm. and just complain. Yeah. It's very deep. Haven't heard yeah. that song for a long time. Oh, <laughs> I know. All right. Well, now we'd like to turn to our listeners. What do you think about the current work week? Are there any topics you'd like to hear on the show? Make sure to send us your thoughts at infologyresearchgroup.org. A lot of our episodes are shaped from the awesome feedback we've been getting. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Twitter research. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.